Have you ever stumbled across somebody else's journal or diary and wanted so badly to read what secrets were hidden inside? Welcome to So This Is Love. And this is episode 18. And my name's Aaron. And my name's Leslie. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot to say my name. I was so excited about announcing episode 18. Yeah, so this is part two of Cherie's story. Um, And you're going to hear a little bit of of what we had last week, just a a clip, just, you know, to remind you where we are. Uh, And then we'll hear the conclusion of her story. And... Man, thank you for listening so far, and this is this is really cool. Uh, we hope that uh, you enjoy the, the rest of it. Yes. And then, I don't remember which kid mentioned it, but they were like, Dad's side keeps hurting. Like, Dad's, mm-hmm. was it you, baby? It was Daniel and me, and I was like, okay. like why is his side hurting? But he, his like, side was hurting. Okay. And he kept, you know, and he told him, you know, but he could, he couldn't take a deep breath. Ah. Uh-huh. You know, like he, and um, he had pretty much diagnosed himself again. Now he's a wilderness <laughs> medic. Remember, <laughs> he had diagnosed himself with pleurisy, which is it's a inflammation of the lining of your lungs. Okay. And you get and you can't you can't take it's very 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 painful. And so he thought he had pleurisy. So he's you know gone and he's telling him I'll be fine. You know, well he brings them home. Hmm. I meet him. We I pick them up. He flies from Atlanta to El Paso, and drives from El Paso straight to the emergency room in Alpine, where uh-huh. he was stationed with the Border Patrol. Yeah, and um, that tells me how sick he was because yeah. he didn't go. And that night he was in the um, that would have been June the third. He was in the emergency room, and they're doing the things. And the X-ray tech told him, "I am not a doctor." I'm not, he goes, I'm just going to tell you that you have shadows on your liver and I would suggest that you see an oncologist. Yeah. So that was, so he called me at eight, like eight 23 on January, on June the 4th, I was standing outside at my parents on their back porch and he very, again, very calm, very, you know, he said, Sheree, I just want to let you know that, um, I was in the emergency room last night and they found It's okay. okay. They found spots on my liver. He said, now, we don't know what it is. He said, but I am going to make an appointment with an oncologist. He goes, mm-hmm. but I don't want you to say anything to the kids till we know what's going on. Well, you know. And so and was, immediately you're like. So immediately I'm just like, well, like he's 40. He had just turned 43. Mm-hmm. Like he had turned 43 in May. Yeah. He had just run a marathon in October. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what? Not that people don't get, but you're, you know, it's yeah. just not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he went on to the um, doctor, had the, and he ended up having stage four colon cancer mm-hmm. that had already metastasized to his liver and his lungs. Mm-hmm. And it was, he was put on palliative care, which essentially was, there was no, there was no surgical options. Yeah. Um, his, your liver, there's two lobes to your liver. One um, lobe had a tumor the size of a plum. Mm. The other lobe had a tumor the size of a tangerine, like a uh, like those halos. Yeah, a little, yeah. 
and the rest was little. It looked basically like Swiss cheese, mm-hmm. all the little. So there was no um, saving that. Yeah, there, I mean, outside of God, you know, I always mm-hmm. say that outside of him. But medically speaking, he was given two and a half to three years and put on palliative care. So he was in January the not January June the twentieth. He got his or nineteenth. He got his port mm-hmm. in his chest for his chemo, mm-hmm. and thus began the chemo and the reconciliation. And the reconciliation. Yeah. Now, and you said before, and even in your blog, I think that him being sick wasn't what restarted your relationship. It wasn't, and we talked about that when we got back together. It wasn't because here's the thing: you can, I can say this. Had Donald never gotten cancer, no, I don't think we would have because cancer fundamentally changed who Donald was. Mm-hmm. You know, he realized all those things that you should realize when you don't have cancer. <laughs> he realized it, and he he was like, "You're you're met with your mortality, and you think, how do I want this to end?" Yeah. And so, you I can't. I'm not gonna say we got back together because of cancer, but yeah. I can't tell you that you God wouldn't have God used way. all of that. Yeah. And yes, he had cancer, and yes, we got back together. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, because he had cancer, he changed. Now, had he changed? Outside of that, then mm-hmm. yes. But from my perspective of the Donald I knew, we would have not gotten back together. Yeah. Because. Because he hadn't changed. Yes. And so what was that like for you watching? Like, did were you there to see the process of change or like? I, we, he was diagnosed in June and we drove, I drove with the kids out to Alpine for a whole month in July and then for another whole month. Maybe it was, maybe it was August. I drove out in August and then again in October. He came home in October and then our September and I came home over. So I, I ended mm-hmm. up spending two months out there mm-hmm. before we got remarried. Okay. And during that time, and again, you got cancer is like a marker mm-hmm. on your life. Mm-hmm. For me, everything, and you don't even intentionally do it, yeah. but everything in my life, there's this there's this watermark, and that was before cancer, and this is after, after. cancer. Yeah. And it's not even like an intentional, like, dramatic moment. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, that was before. Like, if I look at a picture, that was before cancer. Yeah. Or a movie, mm-hmm. oh, that was before cancer. And it's weird how your brain kind of reconciles Separates that. It. Yeah. So. Oh, um. Something that Leslie and I have talked about in, in our relationship um, is I'm the type who's going to suffer in silence and go through that emotional turmoil on my own. And then once I'm done, like I'll come and talk with her or like with somebody else. Um, and then if I, like I said, if I cry again, well, so be it. Right. But I've already done the bulk of my like losing it. Right. And then. I'm all right, and I can I can deal enough to have a conversation with somebody else and not like lose it as much as that before. Right. What, that makes me think maybe Donald was like that. Yes, and he. But again, cancer changes that in the sense of he very much did that. He uh, he had his thing, and then Donald purposed in his heart because Donald knew. Because mm-hmm. clearly, three years later, I still cry talking about it. <laughs> um, Donald did. He purposed in his heart, I may die, but I'm going to live until then. Yeah. 
And so Donald was the guy. Um, and I, I don't want to have painted Donald in a bad light because even before cancer, Donald would have helped the guy out. I'm mm-hmm. not saying yeah, that no. he would have. But Donald walked around like the cancer treatment center in Midland mm-hmm. and talked to every patient there. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was different mm-hmm. because before he wouldn't have invested yeah. that. Um, but he had, he had done his morning or mm-hmm. whatever. And then like whenever I would cry, he would be like, don't, you don't have to do that. He goes, he said, if I die or if I live, he said, I have my family back. Yeah. And so for him, he was okay. Now he wanted to live, mm-hmm. but he got his family back. And yeah. so, whatever that cost him was worth it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 the high pitched squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to talk normally through your dinner. No. And before, was he like in the 13 years that you guys were married before that? Um, when he went through emotions and stuff like that, like, what was he doing? He didn't go through it. And I don't mean that. I, yeah. Literally, in the 13 years we were married before, I saw Donald almost cry one time. Almost cry? Um, I mean, like, emotion, like, emotionally where he was not in control. Got it. When his uncle Al died. Mm-hmm. And he got word that his uncle, his uncle Al, his parents had divorced mm-hmm. when he was a kid. And his uncle Al was a very pivotal part of his life. Yeah. And so when his uncle Al died, he he was almost crying, but not you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Donald did not, um, and that was part of our the bad the stuff. Yeah. Like nothing bothered Donald. Good or bad. Good or bad. Nothing. And it's hard to be married to that because <laughs> then you got crazy girl over here trying to get you to act some way. Yes. <laughs> poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear. <laughs> and Leslie's looking at me like that because when we got married um, and something that I only recently together, we only recently um, figured out, I started seeing like a therapist. Um, and when we sat down for the intake session, somehow he got to, this question of, oh, so when was the last time you were angry? He asked me. And Leslie and I looked at each other and I was like, eight years ago? Well, he's been, he was angry more than that. He just wouldn't act. Right, angry. right. Because, and, and he's like, well, let's talk about that, which is their, you know, right. thing for everything. But, <laughs> but it was because, and, and it, it comes down to, and I realized it later, like, I was just terrified. Of anger. Because growing up, anger, like, did terrible things to me. Did terrible things to my family and to the people around me. Right. And it was because these people were angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to do that. And I could, and when I got angry as a kid, like, I would throw things. I would hit things. I would, like, yell at my parents. I, it was, like, really volatile. Right. And so I reached a point where, like, I'm not going to do that to anybody. Much less. Shut it off. So I shut it off. Bingo. I'm not angry. I do not feel anger. Like, okay, I'm upset. I'm annoyed. 
I'm um, all these other things, but angry. Right. And so did you leave the situation? Yeah. Donald's classic marker. If we ever got into any kind of discussion and I'm not a yeller, like, mm-hmm. when, you know, some people yell and even when we were getting divorced, there was not yelling like banshee. I mean, we definitely had arguments. Though, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, but we, if there were any sort of disagreement, any, he would leave. Okay. He would leave the house. And then I got to get over myself. Yeah. And then he would come back and we would start the cycle again. But it was the same basis. I think yeah. Donald grew up in a divorced household yeah. and he didn't learn how. And I don't have the great, and I'm not putting it on him. Mm-hmm. I've, I've grown a lot in, you know, but he didn't have the skills to, you know, like it was like there was two options. Like if I get mad, then everything explodes. Yes. Or if I get mad, then everybody goes away. Or if I get mad, so if I never get mad or I never deal with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he would go away, which I read as I'm not worth working Sticking through around. this. Yeah. I'm not worth dealing with this. You're yeah. gonna go away. And then yeah. Yeah. And and for me it's I've wanted to go away. Like I've wanted to leave. Um, but all the like training and experience <laughs> that other people have had have been like, don't. Like you stay and you go to the other room or you let her go to the other room and then you deal with it. And then once they're done, then you can have that conversation and don't take on like the offense. And so I don't know, like for me, it was, I'm not angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I was angry, like I'd be yelling at you and I might hit you right. and then you're going to kill me. And then Michael Dean is going to shoot me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'll be dead. Um, <laughs> but I won't be angry. But I won't I'll be, be angry. angry. <laughs> and I can, I can, I can see how, like, I don't know. I wish I knew him, yeah. right? But I, I put myself, and this is something that, that um, when we watch TV shows, like, my past and my experiences inform my relationship with that character. So I'm when I see somebody who has an obvious issue, I can be like, oh, that's just a symptom of something else. Right. Because the obvious issue is never just the issue. <laughs> like somebody who, who struggles with alcohol, they're not just, they don't just right. love uh, being drunk. Drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's something. They don't want to feel something. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I can, I can see how like when he left and there've been times where I've wanted to leave but, like, I'm just not going to because this is what other people have taught me. And I'm like, okay, so I need to deal with it. I need to. Right. Um, but Leslie looked at me like that because when we had these moments in our early marriage, in our first, like, two years, she would be, like, and, and not that she's a terrible person, but she would want to fight with me. And I wouldn't engage. Because we want a response. Yes. But because- I am not going to engage because I'm not angry. <laughs> but if you love me and that and yes. or this is one of the, it's like or the way I read it and, and I, now again I, I four years of you know not being married and then God reconciled I've, I've grown a lot but I, I can look back at that girl and see that she was like fight for me yes. like you're letting me do all this work and you're mm-hmm. just you don't care there's nothing you don't care yeah there's no uh, reciprocation so let me try this yeah. Or let me let me see if just this crazy. Yeah, will do if this crazy or this crazy or, and yeah, and Donald will just be like, this crazy's going to the car. <laughs> <laughs> but he always left because he did not, and he told me like after he goes, I didn't want to say something I would regret. Yeah, I didn't want to because Donald could. 
Donald could hurt you with his words. Yeah. And so he, you know, his, his, the way he felt he was protecting me was by leaving. Yes. Of course, I did not read it that no. way. Right. No, we never did. So. And that's why you looked at me like that. And what it, like, hearing all of that, how does. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> that's me. That's what I looked at you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys are back together. You get when? How did the remarriage thing work out? Um, did he like repropose? He did. It was. But now, say here's here's the other thing too. When when you're dying of cancer, it like changes all that. Yeah. And plus, I mean, we'd already been married, so there was no like we. I was in at his house in Alpine, and it was we got remarried the twenty seventh of November, so it was like three days before. Mm-hmm. And I was brushing my teeth, and he came and gave me a ring. He just, like, slipped it in there. Like, he walked. He was about to go to work. Uh-huh. So he just walked by, and he gave it to me. And I was like, oh. And it was a different one because I was not the wearing the divorce diamond. Right. You know, the divorce diamond. I was, not, I was not wearing the divorce diamond. So um, he got, and then we got married three days later. But now our wedding was pretty. I and mean, we got married on a gazebo mm-hmm. in this. Alpine, Texas is this tiny little town. Yeah. But if you've seen Gilmore Girls. The, the the gazebo and the whole stars hollow, that was where I got married. Aww. It was. And I love this, and I wrote a blog about it. Um, we got married at 3 o'clock, and the bells were tolling at the church, and okay. it was playing the hymn, Because He Lives. Aww. I can face tomorrow. Yeah. Because he lives, all fear is gone. I love that song. So it was cool. Yeah. It was very cool. And Elizabeth was my bridesmaid. <laughs> the boys didn't even come. They were what? <laughs> they were like, y'all have been married before. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. They're Donald's children. But I mean, it was really so funny because I mean it was just we I, like I got I had blue jeans, like my first wedding. I had the whole big dress, dress and the silk shantung shoes and the mm-hmm. hair and the pearls and the and my I had on blue the jeans. Snow beast. Yeah, I had on blue jeans and flip flops. And we got married outside on the gazebo and it was just Yeah, I was the Bridesmaid, the maid of honor, the ring bearer, she the was it all. flower girl, wow. the best man, wow. the and any other. She was all up She did. And Elizabeth played all the parts. All the parts. <laughs> but it was, it was pretty cool. But we got to share our story with the girl that gave us our license. Yeah. And then um, the judge. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was really neat. It was, it was gorgeous. Everything about it was really gorgeous. So... This was 2012. Yes. Look, I had to think. Look, I'm like, yes. Because 2011 was when you got the news, and then 2012. 2000- no, we got it in 2012. In June of 2012, uh-huh. and then we got married, remarried in November okay. of 2012. So it was just a little. I gotta hear 2011. 2011 is when he called me and asked me. That's when. Yes. And <laughs> that's a why year that later. Stuck out to that's me. right. That's right. And then a year later was 2012 later, when all yes. this happened. And yes. then so late. Uh, 2012. Um, so it's four years later now, mm-hmm. right? We're 2017. I'm sorry, five years later now. Um, from 2012. Yeah, from 2012. Look, I'm like from 2012. Um, when did? Because you you shared a blog post with us that he wrote about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? He wrote that in for Valentine's Day of 2014. So two years later. Yeah. So you guys had. Um, what happened? Like, how did you end up in Brownsville or like Los Fresnos? Okay. Well, we had originally lived, moved in. He was with the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. 
So he graduated from the Border Patrol Academy in 2003, and we lived in Harlingen, mm-hmm. and he worked in Brownsville. Okay. We built this house in 2006, mm-hmm. and then we went to Montana with the Border Patrol, and were there for nine months, and then we went to New Mexico. And then that's when I left, <laughs> uh-huh. and he stayed in New Mexico for five years, basically. But what got us back here is he was in Alpine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another Border Patrol station. We got remarried, and we were there from, I lived there from November until we a year, basically mm-hmm. a year, and he got stationed back here as a compassionate transfer. Okay. okay. Because he was driving at, the, when we lived in Alpine, he was driving three hours one way to the cancer center in Midland. It wow. was the closest one to have his treatments. Mm-hmm. And so he put in for a compassionate transfer because there's a Texas Oncology, you know, right now yeah. in Brownsville on the yeah. Rosaka. Oh yeah, yeah, the one right by McDonald's. McDonald's. Yep. Yeah, I see it all the time when I'm coming off the where highway there. He went. Wow. But so you guys already had this house. Yes, and we built this house, and we we'd had three renters while we were. Um, that was our wedding day. Uh, but um, we had three renters while we were on, so we moved back here December of 2013. Okay. So we've been married a little over a year, and we moved back here. Yeah. To our to home. Um, to the home. And then, so what was, like, you were family, and then you weren't, like, a family, and then you were a family again. What? And this is the new Donald. Yes. Right? The changed Donald. Donald number two. Donald number two. two point oh. Second marriage. Two point oh. Second Donald. Yeah. What was, I'm sure night and day to the first marriage. Yes. And I say this, and I will say it. Forever. I would go through all of that again for the time that my kids got to spend with me. Mm-hmm. Because he was a different man. Yeah. And the memories that the boys have, they talked about the nerdy stuff and the yeah. books and the movies. And um, they didn't get a lot when he was little because he wasn't mm-hmm. like a hands-on. And he, I'm not, he was not a bad dad. He just was right. not an involved. You know? Yeah. So they have all these memories of him and like he made up book characters for Aunt Elizabeth, you know, Uma Fufu, you know, lesser known American girl. So yeah, I mean like there's there was a whole so that was priceless to me. Yeah. That those that time we got we um were back together. Mm-hmm. And I mean for me too, because it healed a lot of my hurts too. Yeah. But for my kids it was priceless. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I have to think that like that stuff was there because that doesn't come from nowhere. You know, like these likes, these like creating characters in your head, uh, but that somehow he got past. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think it's probably there, mm-hmm. but I think fear keeps you from a lot of things. Yeah. And I think busy keeps you from a lot of things. Yeah. And I think when you're consumed with working and going and doing and you've got somebody doing all that stuff you know and i don't mean it's just you don't it doesn't take preeminence it doesn't you know why do i have to do that yeah you know and not like i don't think it's an intentional thought process i just think it's what happens or could happen yeah yeah and so how how long did you guys have he was here we moved back here in december of 2013 Mm -hmm. started bcf in january of 2014 yeah and then we were there, and he died July the 27th, 2014. 
So you're here for six months. Yes. We were here from December until, and then he died in January. July. 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 Yeah. 27th. Yeah. And I, I was serving in the, in the, in the sound booth. I was running sound. So I saw your white little family come in every weekend. <laughs> and, we and, do kind of stand out. Yeah. <laughs> All the blonde. Uh-huh. In the back corner from the stage. Yeah. And, um, and Leslie had mentioned your name a few times, but I didn't know who you were. Like, I just knew you were the white family that came in recently. <laughs> right. Um, and somebody had mentioned like that Donald had cancer. Um, but like the next thing I knew he passed away and we're like playing music <laughs> on stage for his memorial service. Right. Um, Which is why we don't sing 10,000 reasons at church anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't done it. No, I love that song. Um, I, I and, we did, <laughs> and we did, uh, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I, I mean, I didn't have like, cancer or anything like that but when I was serving in the high school ministry in the band uh, we had a student who was in a car accident and died Mm. and from that moment on like I could watch you know a Hallmark commercial and just start crying right ridiculous and I I mean I all my life I'd cried but I'd just been trying to be very strong and then after that it was just like forget it like what's the point of holding back Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Like, let's just be real. Right. Let's just Just talk about this. Um, And so when, when I'm on stage sometimes and like you're singing a song uh, and you see somebody like, like really worshiping or like going through something and you're just like, what touches you? And like, I mean, I cried at the memorial service. I didn't even know him. Right. I barely knew you guys by the look of you. Um, And I'm just like, tears running down my face um and and then that's happened at a couple of like a funerals that we've we've attended and played at um what was you barely knew us Mm, barely like six months is a while but it's not that long well it's a while if you've been able to plug in yeah Mm -hmm. but donald was sick now you gotta consider he's going you know he's wearing a chemo pump 48 hours every week you know and he was still working full time. Yeah, what's up with that? So working twelve, he literally would work twelve hour days and come home and sleep twelve hours because cancer is like like fatiguing, like the chemo is mm-hmm. so. So he would he would go work and then he would come home and sleep. And he worked up until Memorial Day weekend until the end of May. If I had stage four cancer, <laughs> I would not be working. But that was a beautiful thing too. He worked up until. Um, Memorial Day weekend, and then mm-hmm. he had, by that point, he had used so much sick leave with all his treatments and traveling and all that. He had agents from all over, all over the Northern, people that did not even know him. Yeah. That gave vacation time, where he would not miss wow. paychecks. Wow. It was amazing. That's awesome. It was amazing. But yeah, I didn't know. Um, we had joined, that was the d- January that Bod for God started, right? Yes. And we both joined Bod for God. Mm-hmm. And Donald said, now if I, you know, if I have to work or whatever. But, you know, we did it as a thing. And so we had kind of plugged in a little mm-hmm. there. I met Lori. Lori mm-hmm. was in my group. That's really, and Miss Erma, John's mama. That's, <laughs> the two, that's the two I remember from that group. Yeah. So I met, the, and then John was in that group. But you know, it was separated. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. And I think Donald met John 
then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, still, there was not a big connection because we no. got a big, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Pretty yeah. Mature. But, um, and I told somebody this the other, was it maybe y'all when y'all were here, but when Donald died, that was so like, I don't even, you know, like y'all had, um, Miss Connie had taken mm-hmm. me out for coffee. Yeah. A couple of weeks when Donald had been put on hospice. Mm-hmm. She had invited me out to coffee, and I went to coffee with her, and she just was really encouraging and mm-hmm. talked to me. And um, then it was shortly there after Donald died, and I don't even remember. I mean, I didn't follow protocol. I mean, you would yeah. think growing up in a pastor's house, I would have contacted the <laughs> pastor first. I didn't. I just remember, I because Joseph, the uh, nurse, Jacob, the nurse, was mm-hmm. here. And he ended up staying a long time, and he said this, too, because he was a young kid, like mm-hmm. 32. And he, um, I know he was, but I know you're 32, but I'm old. I'm, I'm 43. 32. I'm 43. I'm old. <laughs> okay. But he was no. like, he said, um, he did all, you know, they have to come through and get all the narcotics. Donald died here yeah, at home. Yeah. And so he had, they had to get all the narcotics. He mm-hmm. has to dispose of that. And he did all that. And he filled out all the paperwork and, um, he called my daddy for me. Mm-hmm. Like that was because I couldn't breathe. Y'all. Yeah. I mean, like I was just like, because the whole thing, um, I don't know how much of this you want to know, but like Donald was upstairs. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a buildup of, basically it's a buildup of ammonia. Your mm-hmm. body builds up ammonia and it leads to like, he couldn't formulate sentence. Like he was talking out of his head. And the thing was, and that was very sad because Donald was so smart and he would get, he could tell like, he was like, and I was like, don't, just don't say anything, Donald. I mm-hmm. said, we're going to get you because Joseph said he's got to have some go like, which is basically an enema and it gets it out of mm-hmm. you. And then that rids your body of those toxins and then you're clear headed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I contacted Joseph, and he's like, um, we'll get him a, a script for that. It'll, they'll send it over and da-da-da. So there's all this. So we're waiting on that. And then um, I'd given him some morphine because it, he got anxious. Because mm-hmm. when you're talking, you know, it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. So Joseph said, give him some morphine. So I gave him some morphine. And then Joseph came over here. And um, after I called him the second, he goes, I'm going to come over just to. And I was like, okay. So Joseph came, and he came upstairs. And um. Donald, you know, he was helping Donald, and he says, we're going to take him downstairs and put him in the hospital bed. Okay. And he said, that way we can get him comfortable, we'll take care of it, and then, you know, and he, and he said, we're going to give him an interval, get this out of him, and he'll, you know, he goes, but I'm going to call another nurse that lives here locally to help me get him down the stairs. Mm-hmm. So he calls him, and, and the nurse shows up, and the nurse is named Gabriel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked at Donald, and I said, do not get any ideas just because Gabriel's here. <laughs> um, so anyway, it took a while, but they, you know, we walked all out and got him down the stairs and got him in the, um, they had moved the, the hospital bed to right here. Yeah. And so he's literally right here. And Jacob looked at me and it's that surreal moment. It's that moment. you ne- He said, Tree, these are going to be his last few minutes. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to say whatever you want to say. And I went, it's kind of like Beth Moore in that study where she said, not for two weeks, he's not. not. I turned around and looked at him and I said, you said we were bringing him down here to give him an enema. And he said, but see, Donald had a DNR, you Mm -hmm. you know, and he said, he said, he said, I know. He said, but this is, this is going to be his last few minutes. And I was just like, because it didn't matter that I'd been preparing myself, that I knew that this was the eventual end, you know. Mm It was just like, oh, but, and after he passed away, after he died, um, I, I, I got in the bed with him. I was holding him when he died. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I was just crying. I mean, I was broken. And Jacob called my daddy for mm. me. And he told my daddy. And I tried to call Donald's parents. I tried to call his dad. I tried to call his stepmom. And then I tried to call his dad again. And then I ended up, it had been like a 20 minute. And then I left a message. And yeah. I know that's the, you know, I told him, I said, I know, well, Jacob did it. And he said, she did not want to leave the message, but this, you know, but I didn't want them, you know, to yeah. not know or to find out. Anyway, so I told them. And then um, he had done all his work that he needed to do. He had done all his paperwork. And mm-hmm. I told him, you know, you're like in shock. And I said, yeah. Jacob, I said, you can leave. You know, I know what you've got. And he said, if it's okay, I'd like to sit with you. Mm-hmm. He said, um, he said, I don't usually, um, I've never dealt with young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he goes, usually my patients are older. He said, so this is new for me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he did. He sat here until the funeral home came. He got Donald. And, um, and then the first people to show up was Pastor Henry and Mandy. Mm-hmm. And again, my kids had just started going, and Elizabeth had just started going to children's church. I yeah. mean, because we, you know, it was that whole thing of you're going to this big church, and like, are they going to take care of my kids? You know, <laughs> <laughs> are they going to take care of my kids? Or they, you know, so um, Pastor Henry and Mandy showed up, and then um, Pastor Kenny came with pizza. Yeah. Pastor mm-hmm. Kenny and Miss Connie came with pizza, and Pastor Kenny shared something that I've shared with people ever since. Because it was so poignant and so right on. He told my kids, he said, you grieve. He said, and you feel all that. He goes, grief is like a shower. Mm -hmm. He said, how you get in a shower and it washes the outside of you. He said, crying and grief washes the inside of you. So let all that out. And so that was pretty. And that's something I've shared with lots of people because that's That's a a beautiful bit of truth. Mm -hmm. And then I'm still here. They're still here. Almost three years later. <laughs> and I don't know how soon we came into the picture. I know Shortly Leslie. After. Well, Leslie sang. Leslie mm-hmm. and John sang. And Sarah did the visual stuff yeah. at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, if I wouldn't have been part of that, I would have cried. Because that funeral, when all those agents came oh, in yeah. and oh, they stood yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And then the bagpipes came through, and I knew oh, yeah. that was—I knew every bit of it was going to happen. Yeah, I would have just been like a puddle. <laughs> it was a beautiful service, but it was, and not because we were in it. Yeah, right. Everything no. else about it was. But beautiful. y'all did that, and then I know one night shortly thereafter, it was on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting outside watching the sunset, which is my thing. You know, I watch the mm-hmm. sunrise yeah. and the sunset, so I'm sitting on my driveway watching the sunset with a cup of coffee in my pajamas. Surprise, because mm-hmm. I'm always in my pajamas. <laughs> Um, um, all those things you think about all your neighbors. I wonder if they think things about me. you. Sure, they do. <laughs> we may have our Christmas lights up, but at least we don't <laughs> sit outside in our pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> but John and Nilda and um, Mandy and Henry drove up, and John mm-hmm. and and I was just and I didn't even know. You know, like I didn't. I was like, "Hey, they're like, do you want some company?" I was like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> I mean, you know, like I didn't, yeah. So then that started the, and that's where you come in too, because that started the breakfast on Saturday morning. Yes. And then y'all became part of that. So yeah. it all, it kind of, from that, but it was the funeral that was the kind of jumping off point mm-hmm. for all the connections. The relationships. Yeah. And I think the first time I connected with you was at class 101. You came in and you signed your name in and you and John were. Oh, picking, yank it. Yank it. Yeah. Like picking at each other. And you said, 
my husband's not going to be able to come because he's not feeling well. Right. Um, and I was like, that's okay. And, um, you know, but you signed in and you came with the kids right. and stuff. So I think that was like my, my first interaction with you. So. I think one of the first times I remember, I think I came to the Saturday thing. Not entirely sure. But one of the, the really first memories I have is when uh, Pastor Henry had his birthday and they did um, karaoke. At your house. Pastor John. Pastor John. Oh, it was Pastor John. John. It no, was, yes. Pastor Henry brought it over, though. Yes. He had all the stuff. That's right. Henry had all the stuff, and, and it was John's birthday, and we were doing, like, Selena. <laughs> <laughs> so we introduced you to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was one of the first, like, memories I have of being here in your house and, like, spending time with your family. Um, other than the funeral. Uh, that I could just, like, remember, like, oh, hey. Right. What's up, guys? <laughs> Hi. We're friends. But now it's like I've known you forever. Like I can't, yeah. you know, I don't have to, yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Like I was talking to Mary Lewis. Like I don't remember meeting Mary Lewis. Like I don't. Yeah. You know, like I don't remember. I'm just like I've always. So it's kind of neat. Very neat. Do you have any last question? Mm-mm. I do want to say thank you so much yeah. for being on our podcast and sharing um, about your story with Donald and um, I know I've always like hearing your story from beginning to end, and I've heard it a few times because we're friends and right. we've talked about it. And we've been in small groups together. Like it always encourages me. Um, and your spirit always encourages me because you're so strong. And I know that God has walked you through a lot of things and it's part of why you're, I mean, I, I've, I'm friends with you because <laughs> And because yeah. you're awesome, and because you just, and you always pour back. I mean, you just pour back all that yeah. wisdom that God has given you through your experience. Like you've just given me so much of that, and I. It's one of the things that anytime everyone anyone says, "Do you know Sheree Borson?" I'm like, "Yeah, she's amazing," and you need to be friends with her. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That that is a compliment to me, um, sincerely. In that, there's another one of those great Pinterest things, and it says, "Be who you needed when you were younger." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something, and I try when I have any young married girls, women, <laughs> come, I'm, I, I try to be, to help through that. Because when you're young, you kind of are, even as well prepared as you are, you're still kind of misguided because yeah. you're young, you yeah. know? And so I really do. I try to be in, real and, yes. and like, you know, you're supposed to feel like that because you're married. <laughs> you know, that, you didn't think it was going to be like normal. that. That is totally normal. Yes. That's the normal, you know. So, but thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. And we, I mean, we've talked about how, like, marriage is hard. It is. It's Even not, the best of marriages. Yeah. They're not designed to be easy. Mm-mm. Well, it's two flawed people. And I think that's part of it, too. You've got two flawed people with grown folks. Grown. with ideas. Yeah. You know, it's like your kids. Kids are also <laughs> flawed. But you've given birth to this yeah. child. And you've raised this child mm-hmm. all the way up. You're taking somebody else's some raising yeah. that they've done poorly. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to mesh that. And our flesh just, mm. I'm right. You yeah. know, like I'm. And so marriage is hard. Even the best of them. Yeah. Are dying to sell. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't know. I love I love talking about like Leslie's and our relationship and like how we met. Like I just like to talk, but I also love to hear other people's because I'm not, I mean, while I do talk a lot and I do like to talk, I really like to listen to other Mm -hmm. people's things. 
And and it, it makes me think of like when I play games with other people, I just like to play. Like if I win, cool. And right. I do like to win. <laughs> I love to win. But if I lose, I'm not I when I was a kid it was like tears because it's just like I lost. Middle child. Yeah, I'm the middle child. <laughs> the middle I'm the baby. I don't care who I am. Because I'm the baby. But, I win at life. <laughs> but then I but then I grew up and I was like, oh, I just like to play. Like we're having fun. Right. right? So like talking about our stuff or my own stuff, but listening to somebody else's is also very cool for me. Cause it's just like you learn stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you hear what they've been through. Um, and, and then, like I said, for me, I like to um, put myself in that situation and right. wonder like, well, what would I have done? And like when we watch, you know, parenthood or this is us and you see people going through that stuff and you're, you're like, like Oh, mm-hmm. we paused it and we're like, well, let's see. <laughs> what would we do? <laughs> yeah. And but like listen not 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 just like the the fake stories or like the television stories but like a, a real person's story um and like we've had the conversation now we're like oh maybe donald was thinking this and and we don't know right and you know we'll find out someday right and we'll meet in heaven and we'll <laughs> talk about how star wars is way better than star, <laughs> star trek, trek. <laughs> <laughs> uh and we'll be cool you know we'll be friends and that's something like i get right. to look forward to that's cool um so yeah thank you so much thank you for having me And that is the end. That's the end. Of episode 18. Uh-huh. And part two. Of Cherie's story. Yeah. So good. So good. Thank you. We, we just want to give a big thank you to Cherie, first and foremost, for taking the time to sit down with us, uh, to share a story on our podcast. It was, um, I, I learned a lot about her and, and Donald and their marriage. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a lot of that before. I know you had, right? Yeah, because we're good friends. And so we've... But there were still a lot of things that I'd never heard before. So that was really neat. Yeah, I thought it was super cool that she kissed him first. <laughs> um, and and lots of different things. Like, yeah. it was it was really good. I'm, I'm so glad that, that she, you know, was vulnerable with us and cried with us and laughed with us and just shared all that awesome yeah. story that she had. Yeah, and so um, this is the end of our episodes for this week. And so we'll be back next Sunday on normal schedule yes. with our journal reading. Um, just want to thank you all so much for coming back and listening. If you want to send us an email, you can reach us at so this is love at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to share your love story with us, we would love to hear it. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we'll share it on the air. That would be really cool to do. Yeah. Um, and if you, you can find us on Facebook on, uh, so this is love podcast, mm-hmm. same thing with Instagram. So this is love podcast. You can find us on Twitter. So this is love 10. And Leslie's always putting out cool little like pictures and quotes from the podcast and different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's so good at all of that. Thank you. And then, uh, so yeah, thank you so much for, for listening to us this week. Come back next week. Uh, and by all means, please send us an email. Please rate us and review us on iTunes if that's where you listen to us. Yeah. Uh, and we I hope. Know. Is it? Can they rate us and review us on Google Play or Stitcher? I think you can. That'd be really great if they could do that too. I, I I've never tried, but I know that iTunes is like the place yeah. to get a review. Stitcher's so. pretty cool too. I like Stitcher. Yeah. But you know, there's Overcast and all these different like crazy podcasters, podcatchers, podcatchers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so we hope you guys have a great week. Thank you. you know, I oh. did want to mention something before we go. You have two seconds. Well, we listened to Hungry Squared uh-huh. podcast, and they are they're, they're doing something. Um, they're sharing podcasts. Oh, yeah. And so it's called hashtag tripod. 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 Yes. So T-R-Y, hashtag T-R-Y pod. Yes. And it's it, um, Share Podcast Month. So we just want to encourage you to share our podcast. Yes. Go listen to Hungry Square, yeah. where the brain meets and the belly. belly. Brain and belly. It's really awesome. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye.